Hey guys, welcome back to Diving with Rabbits. Uh, if you've made it this far along because you've listened to all of my other podcasts, thank you so much. And um, I hope you enjoy this one. So diving back in with the gateway process, part number four, we're starting in section 20 of the documents released by the CIA with subatomic particles. The behavior of subatomic particles provides an interesting example of the phenomenon of clicking out discussed in the reading paragraphs, preceding paragraphs, sorry. In an article prepared for the Science Digest magazine, Dr. John Gildman mentions the way in which subatomic particles communicate with each other once their energy fields become entrained as a result of colliding with each other. The communication concerned is, of course, postulated to be occurring during the click-out phase and the oscillation of the energy fields comprising the subatomic particles concerned. It is this cause which accounts for the cross-communication at of light. Oh, no. The cross-communication at what, in terms of time-space velocities, would seem to involve excess speeds, or speeds in excess of light. In reality, Einstein's theory of relativity is not being invalidated, but rather the communication concerned is taking place outside the dimension of the time-space to which the theory of relativity is strictly confined. Specifically, Dr. Gleedman tells us, Quantum theory postulates a kind of long-range Siamese twin effect whenever two subatomic particles collide and then go their different ways. Even when the particles are halfway across the universe from each other, it says they instantaneously respond to each other's actions, and in so doing, they attempt to quantify what is known about the behavior of energy in dimensions apparently outside of time-space, Bentoff speaks about. Courageous physicists who are working on hypothetical particles card called tachyons, which can move at speeds higher than light. The speed of tachyons starts just above the speed of light and, and ranges all the way to infinite velocities. That's like some Star Trek stuff. Okay, so what, what the fuck is he saying? Is the question. He's talking about research that has been done on subatomic particles, how no matter how far apart they are, whatever one does, the other one mimics it instantly. Mm. And that these new particles that they are working on, called tachyon particles, were able to move at ranges from above the speed of light and to infinite velocity. Damn. They just made new particles? No, I think they found these things. Where'd they find them? In your booty hole. Good one. No, I don't know where they found them, but it's pretty... Well, what did the, the thing say? What? About the particles. Did you not just listen to what I read? I, I did. Did they find them? Or did we create them? They found them. Okay. It wasn't something they created. Oh, okay. Alright, with that note, unfortunately, some more of the CIA document has been unprinted because it simply was not released to us. It skips over completely section 21. So we're just going to go ahead and go to section 22. Special status, out-of-body experience. Although human consciousness can, with enough practice, move beyond the dimension of time-space and interface with other energy systems and other dimensions, 
the entire process is appreciably enhanced if that consciousness can be detached in large measure from the physical body before the, such interference or interface is attempted. Once an individual becomes proficient in the technique of out-of-body movement and then reaches the point where he is able to break out of time-space while out of his body, he gains the advantage of clicking out part of his enhanced consciousness while starting from a base located much closer to the dimensions with which he wishes to communicate. In other words, since he is starting from a point much higher up, to use an analogy from the time-space context, that part of his consciousness involved in clicking out will have that much more time to interact in dimensions beyond time-space because less time is required to traverse the intervening layers. Moreover, once the individual is able to project his consciousness beyond time-space, that consciousness would logically tend to entrain its frequency output with the new energy environment to which it is exposed, therein greatly enhancing the extent to which the individual's altered consciousness may be further modified to achieve a much heightened point of focus and a much refined oscillating pattern. As a result, a self-reinforcing process should ensue whereby the farther consciousness in the, the out-of-body state can be projected beyond the time-space dimension. The more its level of energy output would be enhanced, thus promoting the potential for still further travel. The tentative conclusion to be drawn is that the out-of-body state may be regarded as an extremely effective way of accelerating the process of enhancing consciousness and of interfacing with dimensions beyond time-space. If, if the practitioner of the gateway technique has a choice of concentrating on achieving and exploiting the out-of-body experience as opposed to concentrating his full efforts on expanding his consciousness exclusively from a physical base, then unfortunately, some more of this cut out, and this is so annoying. I can't believe they do this to us. Only give us <coughs> part of the information. <coughs> they don't want us to know. Uh, only a little bit of it cut out. It looks like. No, but like rabbits, we will dive deeper and find them. Yes, yes, we shall. Yeah. We have spoken at some length concerning the incredibly complex hologram which is created by the intersection of er energy patterns generated by the totality of all dimensions of the universe, time-space included. We have noted that our minds constitute energy fields which interact with various aspects of this hologram to deduce information which is ultimately processed through the left hemisphere of our brains to reduce it to a form that we employ for the process we call thinking. We have implied that this hologram is the finite embodiment and active energy forms of the infinite consciousness of the Absolute. It is the title we assign to that vast pool of energy in a state of perfect rest over which the physical universe is layered and from whence it comes. Incidentally, to describe this, Bentov uses the analogy of a very deep sea, comparing the still depths of the sea to the dimension of the Absolute while assigning the storm-tossed waves above to represent the physical universe with which we are familiar. This slightly agitated currents of the sea to be found in between the turbulent surface of the totally still depths represent energy in the process of either going into reset, i.e. approaching infinity, or coming out of reset. Okay, that whole paragraph itself is a... You just, that's it. I don't know. It's weird, man. It, it's like they're just talking about, hey, how we exist, and... They just got it on paper and nobody's really flipping shit about it. But it's like, eh, we're so small. Those words are saying we're tiny. Talking about dimensions and at one single point creating a fucking hologram. 
when all this stuff is physical and then we got to go beyond it. Yeah, it's it's a lot Fuck. packed into one small little set of words. Moving on with section 24, we have From Big Bang to Taurus. Working from the widely accepted Big Bang theory, Bentov presents a conceptual model to depict the process of time-space evolution and the relative position of the universal hologram. That hologram is often called a torus because it is thought to have the overall shape of an immense self-contained spiral. Basking this thesis on recent studies concerning the uh, the distribution of quasars or quasi-stellar objects and operating on the premise that the pattern of the electrons around the nucleus of an atom mirrors the way planets orbit, their suns, and so on. Mentov speculates the following scenario. Taking his cue from the observed capability of quasars to eject enormously concentrated beams of matter from their interiors in a controlled, non-concentric version of the Big Bang, he envisages a similar process occurring in the generation of the universe. Nothing that those galaxies located to the north of our own galaxy are moving away faster than those located to the south and that those to the east and west are demonstrably more distant. Bentov regards this as the substantive evidence that the jet of matter which expanded into our universe has turned back upon itself, eventually forming an ovoid or egg shape. He sees matter in our universe entering the ovoid pattern following, eject following ejection from the nucleus composed of extremely compressed energy through a white hole. At the end of its trip to the far end of the ovoid, he sees it departing via a black hole. In such a model, time is observed to be a measure of the change which occurs as energy evolves into new, more complex forms as it progresses along the distance from which the white hole side of the nucleus, around the shell of this cosmic egg, and continued within limits by the consciousness, by the conscience of the absolute, achieves form and motion following ejection from the white hole at the top of the egg. Time begins as a measure of the cadence of this evolutionary movement as reality goes around the shell of the egg on its journey to the black hole at the far end. That's what I was going to say. So if there's a white hole, it's like some asbel, asbelot. <laughs> As above, so below. <laughs> it's like, yeah. Okay, so it's like that, and that the planets mirror the damn atoms inside of this boy. Like, so are we just in the bloodstream of a giant, you know, over here spreading our disease? I That's what that brought don't me know to. Don't about all that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what if we grow so big that we're just small? Literally, we go so small that we just become big. Because if it's saying we're in an oval shape, then at, at some point in space there is direction, right? So east from west, but north and south, we never go up. Like what? Like I don't know. I'm saying this. It's in all directions. It's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. It's but infinite, what? Okay, so constantly expanding. If we could find an up in space and just kept going, and from what that said we'd probably be able to break out of whatever the F that was than if we just went west Sp or east. I know space is forever expanding. I get that. But from what this is saying, space is a, just a model on that egg, and it's circular. So wouldn't you be able to break out of the circle? The world Why couldn't you just go know. up, though, and go back down? 
No, I get that too. Yeah, it would. You probably would just go back down. I mean, it's what happens if you get in a white hole? You get sucked in a black hole. There's a I black hole. I guess push. no one's ever uh, gone into one of those. Well, we should try. We should. Well, moving on, we have section number twenty-five: our place in time. The observ and I apologize now, actually, because a little bit of this is cut off once again, unfortunately. Let me just make sure that we can see the whole thing. Yeah. All right, so we're only missing, it looks like, maybe one line out of this paragraph. So we're going to go ahead and read this and then try to gracefully skip over that. The observed distribution of galaxies suggests that our particular universe is located near the top of the egg, at the point where matter begins to fall back in on itself, thus explaining the reason why the galaxies to the north are seeming to be moving away more rapidly as they are caught up in the downstream of matter towards the far end of the cosmic egg. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and start with the first word that they give me here. Um, What's inside the egg? It is not the first word of a sentence even, so I don't know what was before this, but we're going to go ahead and start up from here. We'll be reabsorbed into, into the radiating nucleus and then the absolute. It generates the interference pattern within the cosmic egg, which cons constitutes the universal hologram or torus. Since the torus is being simultaneously generated by matter in all the various phases of time, it reflects the development of the universe in the past, present, and future, as it would be seen from our particular perspective in our one phase of time. By reflecting on this model, it becomes possible to see how human consciousness brought to a sufficiently altered focus state would obtain information concerning about the past, present, and future since they all exist in the universal hologram simultaneously. In the case of the future, because all of the consequences of the past and present can be seen coming together in the hologram, such that the future can be predicted or seen with total accuracy. Moreover, it is possible to see how the implosion of energy patterns would cross and recross to create an incredibly complex four-dimensional hologram or torus in spiral shape and movements of the energies which comprise the universe leave their mark and hence tell their story throughout time. So what do you think that means, Christian? What do you interpret that as? Everything is just a smaller, mirrored version of something else. Hmm. That is ex yeah, I feel that. I... I don't know what I think it means. I think it means I need more of this wine. Help me out. Well, I'm not getting a lot of talk out of my guests today. That's very uncharacteristic. Anyways, we'll go ahead and move on to section number 27, Consciousness and Perspective. Having ascertained that human consciousness is able to separate from physical reality and interact with other intelligences and other dimensions within the universe, and that it is both eternal and destined for ultimate return to the absolute, we are faced with the question, so what happens then? Since memory is a function of consciousness and therefore enjoys the same 
eternal character is the consciousness which accounts for its existence. It must be admitted that when consciousness returns to the Absolute, it brings with it all the memories it has accumulated through experience and reality. And once again, we have another cut-off sentence. Now that is cool as fuck. And then we've got a picture. Oh, and once again, you guys can see all the pictures if you go to the CIA website. I have them printed, but obviously I can't describe them to you. I'm not on camera. But we're going to pick off where it brings me back to. Accumulated self-knowledge, which in memories confer upon it. What it does lose is the capability for generation of independent thought holograms, since that can be done only by energy and motion. In other words, it retains the power to perceive, but loses the power of will or choice. In exchange, however, this consciousness is, participates in the all-knowing infinite continuum of consciousness, which is a characteristic of energy in the ever-present. Consequently, it is accurate to observe that when a person experiences the out-of-body state, he is, in fact, projecting that eternal spark of consciousness and memory which constitutes the ultimate source of his identity, to let it play in and learn from dimensions both inside and outside the time-space world in which his physical component currently enjoys a short period of reality. Yeah, I still think that we're being looked at underneath a microscope. We're on a we're a big ass germ. <laughs> we're like the whole like we're mirroring the planets with ourselves and ourselves are already that tiny. Let's say that there's not some stuff inside of our cell those cells that are like the stuff we're seeing right now is planets, but really it's our blood. There's some shit, you know what I'm saying? No I mean, idea what you're saying. this whole process can just I'm saying, make you think whatever you, they want you to think anyway. So. <laughs> the way I'm taking it is that if that there's if our atoms are mirroring the universe, then what is the universe mirroring? You know, a uh, greater universe. And then it keeps going and going and going and going, so it's like... That's the theory, yeah. Yeah, but what if... I mean, that could like, not be true. What do you, what do you mean? That's a theory. Do you think it ends? Do you think it stops? It's a theory. I don't know. It is a theory. We don't know what's out there. We don't know nothing. Don't know this anything. is just a theory. We know only the things that we were told by the people that know just slightly more than us. Exactly. In the grand scheme of things. And we can speculate. I think they know enough. That they, I think they know what they're paid to know. You know what I'm saying? On a need-to-know basis. Speaking of need-to-know things, section 28 is called Gateway Method. Having put the gateway experience in context by postulating a structural outline of how and why it seems to work, and having shown that it is what it is designed to achieve, the time has come to examine the specific techniques which comprise the gateway training process. These techniques are designed to enable the user of the gateway tapes to manipulate the high energy stage, which can't be achieved if the user continues to work, which can be achieved if the users continue to work over a period of time. The amount of time required to reach advanced energy states and to fully exploit the technique varies with the individual. The sensitivity of his nervous system, his general state of mind, and the extent to which he may have previously developed 
Uh, okay. The sensitivity of his nervous system, his general state of mind, and the extent to which he may have previously developed facility and related techniques such as transcendental meditation are all pertinent factors affecting the speed at which he may expect to progress. Hmm. The gateway process begins by teaching the individual participant to isolate extraneous concerns in a visualization device called an energy conversion box. Hmm. Next, the participant is introduced to a method of encouraging his mind and body to strive to protracted humming sounds. Oh no, sorry. Next, the participant is introduced to a method of encouraging his mind and body to strive to achieve a state of resonance through utterance of a single tone. A monotonous, protracted humming sound that sets up a feeling of vibration, particularly in the head. He engages in this in resonant tuning, as it is called by the humming along with a chorus of such sounds that are contained on the gateway tape. Following this, the participant is exposed to the gateway affirmation and is encouraged to repeat it to himself as he hears it repeated on the tape. This is this affirmation is a statement to the effect that the individual realizes that he is more than merely a physical body and that he deeply desires to expand his consciousness. So move that black box I was telling you about that I was seeing, right? That's really, that's fucking cool as shit. I never tried to put anything in there or anything. Couldn't even get the couldn't even get the thing open. It was just an image in my mind that just popped up one day. But that is very strange. I was like, just basically put all your consciousness in that box and just dip off. All right, well. Just be coming into your vessel. Don't know if I really want to chant the mantra that they have on these tapes, though. Because it might have worked for that one person, but they might have heard it from a whole different frequency. You know what I'm saying? Like, what if their vibe wasn't necessarily clean when they went up there? They didn't go there with good intentions. I am sure that the highly controlled, very select group of elite people that participated in this operation mm -hmm probably took that into account think so they didn't have any like i don't think they did background checks i think they just invited a bunch of like 50 people randomly to participate in this i'm not saying the participants i'm more so talking about the actual scientists and researchers that mm -hmm. like maybe even specifically the person who sent this letter to the commander like he had the best of intentions with it when he sent it Hopefully. He's a good guy. All I'm saying is that he would have taken into account anything or any kind of factor that would have affected how this came about. No, Like, I, this was yeah. a scientific experiment. You know, scientists always follow the scientific process. Yeah, they always process. follow the protocol. Yeah, so That's if, what they say. So if it was going to hurt them, they wouldn't keep going on with it. Oh no, they probably would have. No, I mean, they would. They would kill you. Test. They would mm. probably test on humans. For, for something no, I'm like saying, this. I'm not saying they wouldn't test on humans. I was saying they themselves doing this. If they knew it would hurt them. Probably not on themselves. Yeah, they wouldn't do it. No. People, scientists don't usually experiment on themselves. Oh, 
Unless they're crazy, crazy. And they believe in themselves a lot. Like the, I'm just saying, I've done some transcendental meditation where I've just, I don't know if I can... You've reached the same effect. Yeah, they were talking about well, you're reaching the effect of enlightenment through meditation earlier. Literally, it was, it was more of a very emotional period. And I just was thinking like, hey, what's up universe? Mm -hmm. I'm right here. And I got this word and it was Duam Shadunel. No idea what it meant. And as I did that, I just saw two versions of myself, one above me and one below me, in a crisscross pose, trying to line up at the center of me, but they couldn't. They were shaky. Sounds like an acid trip. No, it wasn't. I was, I was just weed. But even without weed, I'd be, my mind be doing that. Well... I think this is a good place to stop for now. Um, there was quite a lot of very interesting information in the last couple of sections, especially. Um, I know this has been a shorter episode, and I apologize, but I think that it would be really great to go ahead and finish the rest of the gateway process, talking about the actual method to practicing the gateway process all in one big long podcast i really hope you enjoy diving with rabbits part four and i hope you tune into the next one thank you peace out